Welcome to episode 30 of the Fusta Fit Health and Fitness Podcast. My name's Nicola Fustel, your host, and today I caught up with Abby Russell from Curvy Living. The great thing about Abby and the difference with all of my previous guests is that Abby seems to have had such an amazing upbringing that she's not had an issue with food, eating disorders, body image, and yet she's so confident and positive in her body that she's in today. And she's a model representing curvy ladies and she wants to promote body positivity to everyone else. So I think you're going to enjoy this episode. The way that she speaks is uh, really inspiring and I think we could all learn a little bit from listening to her. And I do find it really fascinating people who are interested in helping other people who don't have a personal story in that topic. Know, or somebody who is living with them in the, a family member or a close friend who've gone through something because it's a really selfless thing to do to take yourself out of your own mind and understand the world from other people's shoes and that is one of the things that the body positive community allowed me to do it wasn't just about fat th fat and thin and shapes and sizes it became about race about you know gender mental health issues and disabilities and it really opened up my eyes to try to stand in other people's shoes and see where I have thin privilege and having never been shamed or discriminated against in society for my body, I didn't understand what that, I still don't understand what that could feel like, but I can open up my mind, try to walk in somebody else's shoes, at least hold space for those people to make us understand what it feels like and to, if nothing else, stop being part of the problem. So enjoy the show and uh, check out the show notes where I will put all of the links and places on social media where you can find Abby and follow her. Money. Welcome to the Fustel Fit Podcast with your host, Nicola Fustel. Straight talking, body positive coach and personal trainer. Nicola brings you your weekly guide to finding real health and fitness and to live the life you deserve. Welcome. Today's guest is Abby Russell from Curvy Living. How are you? Uh, yeah, I'm great, thank you. Thanks for having me on. <laughs> You're welcome. So, um, for the listeners who don't know who you are, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, I am a curve model. So, um, I do a lot of work kind of in the, you know, side of the plus size modeling sort of range. Although I don't like to call myself a plus size model because you know, I'm not, I'm a size 12, 14, so I like to call myself a curve model. I have curves, I'm private of them. Um, and, you know, a lot of companies are wanting to use kind of more curvier models now, which is great. So there seems to be a lot more work in that area. So that's kind of what I do as my main job. Um, and I'm also an ambassador for the Body Confidence Revolution. And that was a movement started by Leah Shanks. And she's got on a group of ambassadors and we post regularly on the Facebook page um, about all kind of different things about body positivity. Um, all the ambassadors have all got totally different stories, different um, things that have you know been difficult for us growing up and everything. And um, it's a really, really good space to be able to share what we think needs changing and we want to be able to represent you know everyone in the world mm -hmm. fat skinny whatever you know um we're there to kind of help people out if they're 
kind of looking for someone to talk to that needs help or if they're just feeling like they're not being represented you know they're yeah. everyone's normal we, we all have a place in the world and it's sad that a lot of women and, and men feel like you know we're looking at the media and not seeing ourselves we're seeing this ideal beauty that's it's not real yeah. <laughs> um so, so yeah that's that's a great thing so can you take us back? Because obviously when we're born as babies, we're, we're confident in our bodies, we don't have any issues. And there's yeah. a certain age that we become aware that we even have a body. And then an age when we start to attack ourselves or certain environments around us make us then feel negative about our bodies. Yeah. When was the first time that you realized you had a body? And when did you, if, if ever, feel negative about your body? Um, well, the thing I'm very lucky uh, to have grown up with a lot of confidence and I put that down to my mum and dad especially my mum um I never seen her talk badly about herself and my mum and dad really brought me up to you know it's it's most important to be a good person and do the right thing in life you know that was what it was it's you know you're an amazing beautiful person your personality is what is the most important you know it's not it's not your looks that 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 gets you far in life um and I think growing up, I was I was quite chubby when I was younger. Um, and, you know, I had some comments made about me at school. I think I actually lived in, in America when I was six years old uh, for three years. And uh, that was that really gave me a lot of confidence, because, as you can imagine, we always think of Americans being so confident, don't we? Mm -hmm. You know, they're, they're really out there. And I went to an elementary school and they do build it in you. Um, and I had no issues with myself there. Um, but it was when I returned back to Scotland, I got bullied for kind of being different because I was this American girl sort of thing, um, you know, very different from the little uh, country village in Scotland. Um, and I guess then was kind of when I realised that I was different and, oh yeah, maybe I was a bit bigger than the other girls in my year um, and things like that. And I, there was comments made, but like I said, I always had a really good open communication with my mum and I felt like I could go and talk to her about anything and she always reassured me, you know, that it's all right, like you've got a bit of puppy fat, yeah, like I had that when I was younger, you're going to grow out of it, like God, you're only 10 years old, you know, you're growing, you're still changing, like don't worry about it sort of thing. Um, so yeah, I was really lucky that I, I, you know, I didn't suffer through an eating disorder or anything like that, which I have friends that have. Um, but yeah, I guess that was kind of coming back from America, primary, end of primary school was when I kind of noticed that um, I was different and I did think, maybe start to think a bit negatively, but like I said, very, very lucky that I had great parents that um, knew how to deal with it. Yeah. So did you ever try to change your body or go on a diet? Um, no, never, never been on a diet, um, which I'm very proud to say. <laughs> um, I think when, I think mostly when I, I went to drama school um, after leaving school in Scotland. Um, and I think that was maybe when I was most conscious because obviously being at drama school um, is really image based. We're, we're um, exercising every day, you know, we've got dance classes, you know, a, an array of dance classes from ballet to jazz to tap to you know commercial um so we're using a lot a lot of energy and I think being at drama school I really um learned a lot about feeding my body correctly because I was needing 
you know a lot of a lot of food and calories to keep me going you know because I had I had to use so much energy every day um so I think at drum school I was most aware of what I was eating then and I guess I did have moments maybe where I was maybe a bit thought about things a bit too much but I it didn't go that far but um yeah I'd say that was the only time when I was really conscious about what I was eating was when I was at drama school but not not in a bad way just in a you know thinking about energizing myself in the right way without eating too much rubbish if you know what I mean so for you it was quite a positive experience but did you see anything else going on around you with the other people because I've heard from many people that um, a lot of their issues started actually at drama school with the pressure to look a certain way. Yeah, um, again, very lucky that I kind of started at drama school with a positive mindset about myself. Um, but yeah, I, so many girls in my year, that you know, they're gorgeous, absolutely perfect. You know, what what people would see as the ideal beauty, you know, very slim, um, you know, really, really pretty. But they were the ones with the kind of the most issues about themselves. And here was me, the kind of curviest in the year, um, and I was the one that loved myself the most. When really looking at the situation, you think I would hate myself the most, but I didn't. It was the other way around, um, and it was really sad. I that's when I kind of started my body confidence um, preaching <laughs> um, because I just wanted to kind of help them and re- make them realise, like, guys, yeah, you all look very different in your different heights, but. God, you're like, oh, beautiful. Why why can't you see this? You know, we're surrounded by mirrors every day in drama school, um, which probably doesn't help if you if you are insecure. But, um, yeah, I did see a lot of girls struggle, and I can see how that can have a bad effect on some people. But, again, I think I was really lucky because I had that positive mindset already. Um, so, yeah. That's great that you've had such... Um a good upbringing you felt really positive about it from the beginning and then yeah. used your um own body image to try and help other people with theirs yeah definitely and you know it's, it's very, i've never i've honestly never met anyone that has the similar kind of story to me as i've been confident my whole life you know i've never met anyone that has been like that and to me it's like this needs to be the normal and that's why i want to you know be telling you know a lot of people that are my age now that might be starting to have kids you know that it's so important as as we go up and we start having families and kids that we need to be bringing them up confident and let's not you know let's not tear them down let's make them realize that what they're seeing in these magazines it isn't real it's all photoshopped like don't compare yourself you know um we need to have open communication with our kids and I think that's what's really important but at the same time, how do you feel about parents obviously saying nice, positive things to their children, but being a model yourself with beauty being one of the, the priorities, um, yeah. parents telling their children all the time that they're beautiful and then their identity becomes the beautiful girl. How do you yeah. feel about that? Because obviously anything can change and your body can change, the way that you look can change as you age and having children, as you were saying. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, obviously... It's a, it's the thing of when when you're grown up, they change so much. Like I'm 25 now, and when I look back at photos when I was 20, I feel like I look still look quite different. So it just shows you how we really do change and progress. And I feel like that we need to communicate that to our kids when we're growing up. And it's not we don't have to tell. Yeah, obviously we can tell. You can tell your kids that that they're beautiful and everything. But we also need to make a point of making making the point of 
oh wow like you're you're so caring you're so kind you have such a, a great heart that was really really nice that you done that and you know it's more about the personality things and how you act in life and how you treat people we need to be you know as as parents they need to be saying that to their kids and yeah. not just focus on your looks your looks your looks because your beauty does not define who you are as a person so what does body positivity mean to you um, body positivity is absolutely accepting your body as it is. We all have different shapes. We all have different, you know, things going on. And I feel like a big thing is just accepting that because that's the body you've been given. And everything you've done in your life has brought you to, to this point, has brought your body to this point. So you might have stretch marks. You might have... Um, stretch marks on your belly because you've been pregnant but you've been pregnant and you've created a life and that's amazing and some you know a lot of people can't even do that so it's to be grateful for the body that you have and that it's it's really a miracle is the human body and I find it fascinating and I think people need to think of it more like that um and also it's embracing what we have and life life is short you know we, we see these horrible things on the news when you know, any, anything can happen and life can be cut short and it's it's scary, um, but it just makes us realise that, you know, wow, what am I doing here? What? Why am I hating myself and why am I stopping myself from going to do something because I feel, you know, self-conscious and especially with summer coming up, a lot of women feel self-conscious about, you know, getting in a swimsuit and going to the beach and things like that, but it's like, oh, like, but you're losing out on all these memories and there's not many summers left really in your life. Do you know what I mean? Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's all about that and just, just, just living life and loving it. And if you want to change, like if, if you want to lose weight, that's, that's great. Like you do that. And I always like you do you. Um, but it's always about doing it for the right reason. And if you're going to lose weight, you know, you've got to be, you've got to have a good mindset to it. It's not because you hate your body. It's because you're like, right, I want to improve myself, I want to get strong, I'm going to be, you know, Wonder Woman here, it's, it's, it's coming from a good place, it's not coming from a hateful place, because then it just, it just, that never works out well. So what do you think about diets? Um, I, I ban the word, <laughs> um, I really, I don't use it, I, whenever I hear someone in my family mention it, I'm like, hey, that's, that word is banned, we don't use diets, um, it's just, I, I realise that it just, is a load of nonsense and it's all about a healthy lifestyle it's about having you know moderation it's not about you can't cut out you know cut out carbs and never eating carbs it's like well your body needs carbs to kind of keep going and you know we, we need all these different um food groups because that's how our body is you know how it works how it mm -hmm. how you get energy and things like that um i don't know the ins and outs and i'm assuming that you know a lot more about it um but you know that's why I, I realized that and these diets you know it's like um it's always like a short amount of time kind of when you see people go on diets and it's like well when you're done this a uh, two-month diet um then what are you going to do are you yeah. just going to go back to <laughs> like what do you expect I don't I don't know what these people expect to happen really yeah. um so it you need to think of it as a it's a lifelong lifestyle change and it you have to I mean, food is good. We, we as people, we, we enjoy food. You know, we find comfort in sitting down to a nice dinner and things like that. And these are the pleasures of life. And to kind of cut that out and make it 
sad and negative is just it's not enjoying life is it I think it's it's easier said than done because there will be people listening who feel like they don't like their bodies so therefore they want to yeah. change them and then when they want to change them the first thing the media tells you to do is to go on a diet yeah and they don't tell you about healthy living or to you know whatever yeah. you're going to do now you should be able to do when you're 80. And yeah it's always a, a quick it, fix it, yeah it's so difficult i get so angry because all these companies these weight loss companies these diet companies they make money from us hating mm -hmm. ourselves yeah it's just not cool like i'm just like oh it, it's so frustrating um, and that's what I say, you know, if if um, we all came to the realization that, oh, yeah, let's just let's just accept ourselves for who we are. Um, we're, we're all beautiful in all different ways. And that's great. And I'm going to have a you know a healthy lifestyle, balanced, everything in moderation sort of w way of thinking. God, these weight loss diet companies, it all go absolutely, you know, bust and yeah. not, not be going anymore which would be great but you know it's that thing of well I can never see that happening because they make so much money from it it's crazy mm -hmm. but I think that's where if you realize that you need to you need to be aware of what you're taking in like you need to be aware of if you're on, on social media a lot if you're following people who who aren't showing you these good things that may be promoting these weight loss drinks or whatever well you need to unfollow them and you need to stop it and when you're out and about with these adverts in our faces and everything you need to make a conscious effort to you know really block that out and really just really change your mindset of what you're looking at um because it, it's so it just comes in so unconsciously and really affects us and that's what's really difficult I think at the same time labeling does as well because as you're mentioning people on like billboards when you're walking past and yeah. you yourself being a plus size model but only a size 12 to 14 yeah, you're probably yeah. like the average size of one yeah. and and yet you're labeled as plus size I know I know it's it's it is frustrating for me as well because obviously what I do is a job and I have to make <laughs> I have to make an income um you know um which is the reality of it um, but that's why, you know, I don't, I could say, you know, on my Insta, Instagram bio and whatever, like plus size model, but I don't because I'm like, well, I d I'm not here to offend plus size, actual plus size women that might be a size 20. And, you know, and they see me saying, oh, I'm plus size. And they're like, well, <laughs> no. Um, so that's why I'm really conscious of being, you know, I'm a curved model because I am curvy. I have, you know, big bum, big boobs, um, but I, I love it. I love them and I wouldn't change it like I don't want to lose weight at all and yeah I am classed as like the average size really of the women but you know I have I have I'm really prone to cellulite on my legs and on my thighs um and I kind of I'm there to represent those kind of people and it, it's difficult because I I can't represent the whole you know all the women in the body positivity community because actually the body positivity community started from um fat activism so it was yeah. It was um, real um, fat women on um, social media that done it. And I feel like recently it's been a bit of a um, chatter about how they just feel really annoyed because the kind of, it, there's there's almost like a new ideal beauty of the curvier women sort of thing coming in. Um, like the the model Iskra Lawrence. Yeah. I don't know if you're familiar with her. Mm -hmm. um, you know, she's very yeah she when you see her body yeah she's got curves but she's very toned um you know tall and um 
you know, she's got, you know, over 3 million followers on Instagram. And I know that she's kind of getting in some trouble about being involved in the Shape magazine. And she cut that it was like kind of um, correlated with a 28 diet day plan. And they're kind of like, oh, you're supposed to be body positivity and you're doing this now. And I think it's difficult because uh, it's just, it, it is a hard subject because we try and put out the, the message of body positivity, but we can't represent everyone. But I feel like I can represent the women that, you know, have similar things to me and to be to realize that hey I'm I'm totally okay about it and I love it so you can too it's not a big deal sort of thing yeah and there is um like gaps really in the people who are being represented like you're saying you're called plus size but yet you haven't got people who are bigger being called plus size they're just not um represented at all well yeah exactly it's it seemed okay now to be bigger if you're curvy but if you're straight and you're bigger then it's not okay and you're still not represented in the media yeah Yeah, that's true yeah so tell us about your modeling then how did you get into that um so yeah it was really random so yeah my 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 main dream was uh, musical theater so when I graduated from high school in Scotland I went to college in Scotland for two years got my um higher national diploma in musical theater and then I auditioned for drama schools uh down in England um and so I got into PPA in Guildford I was on the three-year course there so um it was re- really great it was quite exciting over the first year of this new course so you know it was quite exciting being kind of the newbies and starting off this course being the originals of this new course um and uh, I was really enjoying it I it it really it really tested me and tested my personality and who I am um, which was great because it made me really really strong and I wouldn't change it for the world um, but as whilst I was there in I believe I was in second year I took part in a competition with Curvy Kate which is an underwear brand and they do a competition called Star in a Bra and it was my mum actually that saw the advert for it and said oh you should go in for this and I've never modelled before I never really thought of it um, but like I said, always been very confident with myself and that was what the competition was about. It was about women who have curves, um, you know, but want to promote it and be confident with it and help other women. So it sounded all good to me. So I applied and um, ended up coming third, which was amazing. I didn't expect that at all. Um, and I got such good feedback from doing it. You know, people were like, oh, like, you're really good. Like, you should you've definitely got like a natural thing going on here. And I was like, oh, I guess, like, and I did really enjoy it. Um, and I was like, oh, I guess this is something I can maybe have on the side because, you know, as an actress, it's not, you realise that it's not constant work. You know, you might go a couple months without anything. So it's always good to have a side, uh, you know, interest going on. Um, so I kind of kept it in mind. I'd done just a couple of shoots just kind of um, for kind of building some sort of portfolio and then I was in a competition uh with every model magazine um and then I was in a competition with Miss Curvaceous um and that was really fun I met some amazing ladies in that um and then after graduating from drama school I had a go at the musical theatre life but just wasn't my bag (laughs) um just wasn't really enjoying the lifestyle of it um it's 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 just crazy because doing musical theater it's 
there's so many people every year that graduate so it's like a whole new batch of these fresh new um actors and actresses that are like you know thinking this is it they've made it they're going to get the job but the reality is so it's very it's, competitive yeah it's so competitive there's so many people it, yeah really I find it really difficult and I just I was quite honest with myself and quite realistic and I was just like I really don't see this happening for me if I'm honest um so I thought well let's 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 give the model a go um so I contacted um every model magazine who have a management group and I went and done a shoot with uh, them and they saw potential in me and um the uh, Cheryl Hughes who started Hughes Models um she retired and sold the company but she's now doing this kind of mentoring scheme so she was kind of my mentor kind of cuz you know I didn't I didn't know what I was doing starting off this modeling I was just I was just winging it <laughs> I didn't really know you know all these poses and things like that so she kind of helped me out and what to do and um you know what kind of stuff I need to our portfolio so I worked on that got some shoots in um got myself an agency in London and it's just been I've just been kind of working on it from there um it's kind of a game of patience really you know it's, it's practicing it's getting your name out there it's getting a good reputation so yeah I'm just being patient with it and hoping that uh I'm so gonna... did you think it wasn't as competitive then as the theatre industry um well obviously you know when you say modeling you think god there's gonna be so many people doing it but I, I feel like I have a place in this industry whereas when I done musical theatre I just feel like I didn't fit in anywhere I didn't I didn't have a specific kind of casting which I felt was difficult in the theatre. Did you um, think that was related to your body? Um I it did it did have moments of that so um you know I'm very uh I've got a uh, big blonde hair blue eyes I'm really smiley and you know that would be your kind of typical like oh my god hey like American cheerleader in a musical sort of thing but but then they're really tiny those type of characters mm -hmm. and whereas you know I've, I'm a bit, bit bigger I've, I've got curves I'm seen more as a, an older person because I'm, I'm bigger um so then my face didn't kind of match my size <laughs> almost which is which is a bit uh yeah it's, it's difficult because then I would be auditioning for kind of these older parts and then they'd be like, oh, but you, you know, you, you still don't really look, you still look really young. So you know, do they ever, um, like, body shame you or tell you that you need to change your body to fit into a part? Um, no, I was lucky that I never, I never had that, which was, which was good. <laughs> um, but I do have my... the reason my... why I ask as well is because my daughter's just at that moment where she's been accepted for the three years at a theatre school. Okay. And so she's one of these perfect girls as well. And I don't want her to get in there and then feel that there's anything wrong with her and anybody tell her that she needs to change. Yeah. She should say exactly as she is. Yeah. Well, it's, it's difficult. But I think because I just exuded that confidence and the, you know, the principals of the school knew that I was like misconfidence and I was miscurved and like, I'm really acceptance of myself. They, I feel like they knew that they couldn't say anything to me. <laughs> um, because I, I, one of my really close friends, um, she, she got told that, um, you know, either kind of need to lose a bit more weight or even gain more weight to be the kind of the fat characters. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Or they're like, but you know, you're a very leading lady, so I feel like you need to like maybe start losing a bit more weight. Which I was so angry about because she's really she, you know, is one of the 
people in the year that was you know most conscious about herself and I'm like god like it's so damaging to do that and I was really annoyed but luckily you know she's one of my best friends so I was there kind of with my with my confidence chat to kind of um help her out a bit but yeah it is difficult um you kind of it's you just never know what what's being said by these principals of these drama schools and things like that it is it is difficult but um I guess it's just like I said it's something that you need to prepare for and know that you're all good no matter what anyone says to you so why is it that you're so passionate about helping other people to feel confident in their bodies I think because I like I say you know confident my whole life and I've noticed how it makes life easier I enjoy life so much I I you know I can go and do anything I want. I can go and talk to anyone I want. Um, nothing's stopping me. Nothing's in my way. And I've seen from the girls at drama school and, and, and other girl, women I've met that how being self-conscious, being down on themselves about just how they look, it, it stops them from getting out there. It stops them from loving life. And it's just like, God, we have this one life that, and it's going by fast. You know, why, do, you why think, it? do you think you would still feel, <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> I'll start again. Do you think you would still feel as confident, though, if you had a body that was shamed by society? So if you were bigger or a different shape? Do you know what? I don't I don't think I would because it is built in me that I'm more confident about who I am as a person rather than how I look. Uh, you know, I'm I'm. I think that I'm an awesome person and, you know, I'm really cool to hang out with. I'm, I'm such a good friend. I'm a really good girlfriend. And, you know, that's all things about who I am as a person. It's not about how I look. Yeah. If when people talk about me, you know, the last thing that I talk about is my looks. And I think as if when, you know, when I say I'm a model, people think that you're really, um, you know, uh, vain and things like that. But if you ask people that are closest to me, they'll say that, you know, actually she doesn't, she doesn't, focus on that at all really um and like I said so again that's a, a stigma that we have about models well yeah exactly and I think that that's that's a big thing for me being being open on social media is to show that hey I'm not I'm not trying to be like this oh look at me um I'm aren't I so amazing like aren't I so good looking it's me saying hey look at me I'm accepting myself and loving myself even though I you know have cellulite even though I'm not what is seen as the ideal beauty um so do you show pictures of cellulite or, and do you allow people to airbrush pictures of you um yeah so I showed a picture of cellulite uh, quite recently um but it's quite it's it's difficult and I, I I put that in the the caption and I was saying that you know some photos that I might show if I'm in my underwear and it'll look like I don't have um, any cellulite, but it's it's all about angles and lighting of you know maybe where I'm shooting because like a, a a good light it shows nothing. But then I just I just done a shoot recently, and because it was um, of the certain lighting, you could see like full full cellulite on my on my thighs, and I feel like I might want to share that unedited just to just to say like you know it's 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 all about what we see on social media isn't always true and people always tend <clears throat> people always tend to show 
the best, most flattering picture sort of thing. But I try to be as transparent and as real as I can be. So do you think then, so the, the companies that are taking that shoot, will they airbrush and make it look quote unquote perfect and then you'll show the unedited version to be like real to your um, like yeah. fan base? Yeah, so I, I, I try to do it as much as possible. And most of, um, I'm quite lucky, most of the shoots I've done like haven't been overly um, airbrushed or anything, you know, it's just kind of like brushing out the bruises on my legs or anything like that and you know, just touching up your face from your makeup and whatever. It's, it's never been over the top, which, you know, has been good for me. But yeah, um, I done a shoot last summer and she um, edited like my waist, like put my waist in even more. And then I, I obviously saw it and was like, well, that's not, that's not my body. So I said to her, I was like, can you send me these back, like, and don't edit my body at all, like, don't, um, you know, alter the shape of me, like, I, I just want to show my actual shape, so, um, and then she was cool about it, so she sent me them back, but I, I have heard stories of, um, I guess, bigger, bigger, bigger companies, you know, just do what they want to do, and, you know, it's a bit difficult to control it. Yeah, which is great that you're doing that on social media and speaking about it so people can see the real you and understand the media and how um, manipulative it is in a way, showing oh, yeah, us definitely. things that aren't true. Yeah, and that's the thing. And then growing up, my mum was always really honest with me because uh, we always loved a good magazine read, but she was always really honest, like, right, Abby, you, you, right, these, you see this here, like, that's that's not real, that's photoshopped, okay? Like, what you're looking at here is not what is what is achievable you know in in real life this th this woman doesn't even look like this woman in real life because it's you know it's photoshopped it's not real that's great so that's obviously what we need to do then with our kids <laughs> yeah. it's just it's just about being it's just we just need to be open and honest and be like you know we, d we don't all look the same and yeah we, we see these people in the media that look this certain way but that's just that's just them look at look at how different everyone looks in our fam you know in our family look at all the different shapes and sizes look at all the different shapes and sizes in your friend group you know it's it's that's what's real and we get so caught up in what we see on social media and everything that um we just need to kind of sit down and remind ourselves so how do you feel about the fitness industry and exercise because obviously as you're saying there about the magazines and your mom was telling you you know those are photoshopped and whatever and we're always shown these fitness images, especially on fitness magazines, and it always looks a certain way. And we associate that picture with health. And some yeah. of us who think, well, health is one of my values. That's what I want to be healthy, not necessarily look a certain way. But we then believe yeah. that that picture is health. Therefore, we need to edit our body, diet, exercise in a certain way yeah. to achieve that health. What do you feel about all of those images? Um... Yeah, I think that's a big thing. I, I always hashtag if I post about um me exercising or whatever, you know, it's healthy at any size because it's true, you know, um the a really, really famous plus size model, Ashley Graham, she's really open about her working out all the time and she you know, she works out more than, you know, some of the really super slim people that I know. Um and, you know, she she is she is plus size, she is bigger, but she's like you can tell she's like healthy and she looks like good, she looks healthy, even though she is bigger, even though she is plus size, you know, um, we have to realise that it's it's all rubbish, we've been told for so many years that this the skinniest person that, you know, was it 
was in my year at drama school. She could eat absolute rubbish. She could eat McDonald's every day. She could eat junk food, but it's because her meta- metabolism was, you know, really fast and different to so many of other people. She just kept super slim, and that was that. Even though I probably ate healthier than her, but you know, I was a size 14 and she's, you know, tiny. Um, but it's 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 literally just down to us being told these lies through <laughs> through advertising through these companies. And I think that's a big thing that I'm going to start doing more about is that, you know, we we have to realise that you can be healthy at any size. Yeah. Looking at looking at different different bodies it doesn't mean that the skinniest one is the healthiest because that's absolute rubbish. Have you read Linda Bacon, Health at Every Size? Uh, no, I haven't. I would definitely recommend it, especially okay, if you're yeah. going on that journey. Yeah, that was definitely. such an well, eye-opening book for me. It literally changed my world. Yeah, um, and I always remember um, on this morning the um, you know uh, Alison, the quite big uh, lady that oh, works. Oh yeah, yeah. I remember they done this is a, it was a while ago now, but they done like a kind of health check or something like that on like the 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 the, the crew um, of this morning, and it came out like actually the healthiest person turned out to be Alison out of like you know everyone else, oh, and it, it just I always use that as an example because it just shows you that um, you know. So in regards to exercise what motivates you to exercise because a lot of people use exercise as a form of changing their body and burning calories yeah yeah um well i um before i went to drama school i done obviously like amateur dramatic so amateur shows and i just love dancing and that was from a young age as well i would do dancing when i lived in america i done hip hop dancing um it's just i i just get such a buzz from dancing it's, it's great and it's such a good workout um so then when I went to drama school you know we're doing all this dancing and I got super fit and we would do the occasional kind of body conditioning class you know it was like burpees sit-ups push-ups kind of intense you know um yeah. stuff but um I enjoyed it and I I enjoyed seeing my body get stronger and I, I felt fitter and that was really cool it wasn't about that I maybe dropped to dress size or whatever I wasn't thinking about that at all I was like I feel good I feel strong like yes like I've, I've not felt like this before sort of thing mm-hmm. so then after graduating obviously it's difficult because um we don't get to go to drama school every day and just have dance classes so you had to kind of motivate yourself a bit more um but um I really really enjoy now doing kind of um weights in the in the gym and things like that because I'm actually quite a weak person. I always have this kind of this joke with my friends that I'm just I'm really weak. And sometimes when you kind of look at a curvier person, you think, oh, they're really strong. They got they got big bones. But it's like, not me. I don't I don't have a lot of muscle here. So a big thing for me was that I wanted to just gain strength. Um, so I still love to go to dance classes. I go to um the company in London, um SOS, seen on screen, and they do like amazing. Beyonce dance workshops and things like that which is just like my I just love it so much um and then I have a PT here um at home that I go and see every week and you know we do kind of like weights and and all stuff like that which I really enjoy because it's just getting me strong it's you know so I know it. in uh, Scotland do you I'm actually now on the Isle of Wight <laughs> so you come all the way to London for dance classes uh, well, yeah, if, if I'm in London for like a job or anything okay. like that, then um, I'll, I'll fit it in. 
So can we talk about the body confidence movement? You're saying you're ambassador, because I've never heard of that one before. Um, yeah, so it's called the Body Confidence Revolution. Revolution. Um, the main the main hub is the the Facebook page. So if you if you check on Facebook for that, um, uh, all the ambassadors are on there, and we kind of post regularly about maybe articles that have come up, or we share personal things that is you know we're UK feeling. Is it Pardon? started in the UK? Uh, yeah, in the in the UK. Yeah, um, it was created by Leah Shanks. Um, who is this amazing, amazing, amazing woman um, who started it? And uh, yeah, each ambassador we have our own our own story, which is great. And we have a kind of our own private page, just us ambassadors. And just recently, we've been, um, you know, sharing if we're going through a kind of tough time. You know, people that suffer from anxiety or depression or anything, you know, they feel like they can't. If some people just don't get it and they don't get how they feel, and we're able to kind of talk to each other and you know say that you know it's okay to feel like this this is this is all right and it kind of helps us and it also we I've learned so much by speaking to these other ambassadors because it helps me learn about maybe what I say isn't you know isn't maybe body positivity and it's like oh yeah maybe I maybe I shouldn't say that and oh yeah I want to be able to um and I guess as well because some words can be triggering can't they if if you yeah, haven't exactly. experienced certain things and the other people have like eating disorders and body yeah. dysmorphia. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Um, like I said before, you know, very, very grateful to have not have had to go through an eating disorder or anything like that. But um, so I don't have personal experience about that. So I might not think about saying something. But then, you know, one of the girls um has suffered of suffered from it quite bad, and I've really learned a lot from her because she's shared a lot of her story, and I'm like, oh wow, okay, like I I can understand a bit more where she's coming from now, and. It's been really, it's been really eye-opening for me, and I've, I've really, really enjoyed it. So, do you have like any advice for young women, or perhaps even parents, then with their their young girls growing up to try to raise them to be a bit more confident and um, body positive? Um, yeah. So for for parents, as I feel like if you if you have a daughter as well, it's that it's that mother daughter bond that it, it, it's you know you can't you can't be anything um and if, if you have a daughter you have to realize that they're looking up to you 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 are their role model and if they see you looking in the mirror and going like oh god it's like god I've put on a bit of weight and all oh, this is oh this is like really tight show me, show my fat blah, blah, blah. like these little comments you might think are just just little things but these make an impression on your children and you, you you can't do that. You have to let them see you just loving yourself, accepting yourself. And we have to build them up for who they are. Make you know, be be a good person in this society because there's there's not very nice people in, in this world. But we have to be the good people. We have to be doing the things that are right. Um, and also making them feel like. It's good to be different. That's a big thing as well for me. It's I, I really stood out at high school, um, but the thing was that I actually learned to like to be different, and I like to be unique, and I like to stand out. And I think that's something that you know it's very British society that that we don't like that that we shouldn't stand out. But you know, I like to be different. That means that I'm going to be noticed. That means that I'm going to get a job. That means that I'm going to you know do this. It's a it's a lot more beneficial to stand out. I, I think. Mm -hmm. Um, so I think to let them know that it's okay to be different, like 
it's okay to be unique. You know, you don't have to fit in. That that's a big thing for me. Um, and for general body positivity, uh, it's just just accepting, accepting our body for what is the body we've been given. It's our home. It's our home for our whole life. Let's be kind to it. Let's let's treat it nicely. Let's stop saying negative things to it because if you're constantly saying horrible things to your body, it's not going to react in a good way. So let's let's flip 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 it and um start being nice and you'll notice the changes um really quickly. And just going back to the food actually, so I meant to ask you earlier, do you feel like you're an intuitive eater? So when we're obviously babies, we have milk and, and when we're full, we stop eating and we can't be forced fed to be over full. And at the same time, we wouldn't be left crying, crying, being hungry. So we naturally know when we're hungry and when we're full. And a lot of yeah. people who've had eating disorders and follow meal plans kind mm. of push past their natural feelings of hunger and fullness so can lose track of what they actually feel like. Do you feel like because you haven't dieted and you've had this great relationship with your body, that mm -hmm. you've just that you naturally are an intuitive eater? Um, yeah, I definitely feel like I'm not I'm not too bad at that. Yeah, I do I do eat when I'm hungry, and if you know I'm not hungry, then I won't um, have much or, or anything like that. I feel like my what I'm quite I need to um, maybe watch is that I just have such a big sweet tooth, so I'm and I'm quite snacky. So and and especially if I'm home. And, you know, I'm maybe not working. Um, I'll just go to the cupboard and maybe, you know, go a bit too far on some of the sweet stuff. But um, no, I do. I am. I am quite good. And I think it's because I don't I don't have a bad relationship with food. And I think that's what it comes down to. You know, people that have suffered from eating disorders and think too much about their calorie intake and, and macros and all that stuff. It's you, you're 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 creating a bad relationship with food because you're thinking negatively about certain food. Um, and I've just never had that. I've just, I've just been like, just going to eat what I want really. And what I fancy. And that's, that's about it really. So how do you deal with society's discrimination of the way that you eat? Because as somebody in the public eye being a model, I'm sure you get a lot of people who say, oh, I want to look like you. I need to eat like you do the exercise that you do. And they become like the food police watching what you're eating. Um, yeah, I'm quite, I actually, I've never really um, had that many comments about kind of what I eat or anything like that. It's not really a thing. Um, I think, and, and also you have to be, I think with eating, it's because I, I know, you know, people that might feel conscious about eating certain things in front of certain people because they think that they're, they're judging them for, for eating this, you know, bit of cake or something. But it's, and then it, again, it just literally comes down to being like, well, I'm okay about eating this. I want to eat this. I'm all good with myself. Like I don't care if you're judging me right now because this is what I'm doing. Um. So yeah, like I really don't. I don't let anyone's judgment make me feel bad about eating anything. Um. So yeah, I'm not. I've not really had that any comments made on what I eat or anything. So I'm just continuing to just do what I want really on the food front. Sounds great. <laughs> you just sound so confident and happy in everything that you do and who you are. Do you think yeah, that maybe yeah. comes down to like your values that you learn at home? Yeah, I, I really honestly think it does, and I I couldn't thank my mum and dad enough. And um, I know that so I've seen you know I spoke at the women's centre on International Women's Day, and um, you know I see people that 
you know don't have such great parents and yeah like some people have rubbish parents like yeah we all know this and then from that it's, it's really difficult but then that's the good thing about social media is like you know these these young people who might not have a great family to look up to that's how you can use social media in a positive way because there's great people online that can be so inspiring that can really help you and that's why I think that social media is so great and if you use it the right way you know it can really change your life and I feel like we need to be thinking more like that rather than oh social media oh, yeah. too much you know but at the same time it's so hard to be a parent and you can't get it right all the time and especially okay. if you are suffering with your own body issues and food issues <clears throat> yeah it'd be really hard not to do certain things in front of your kids but it's definitely good why to raise awareness of it so that if you can't at least help yourself for now to not do those things in front of your children because they're watching everything and they are using you as a role model yeah exactly yeah so is there anything else that you want to leave us with um i just hope that Obviously, you, you mentioned that you, you get the vibe from me that I'm just really at one with myself, at one with my body, and I call it, I'm very much in my happy place, and I find my happy place, and I just hope that I can inspire um, people that I connect with on social media, that maybe follow me on social media, to find their happy place, because it's a great place, and it makes, like I said, it, it makes life better, it makes life easier, because, you know, we're not we're not having to question ourselves so much and we can just make these decisions because we have our set morals and, and things like that. So we, we don't have a, a hard time dealing with things in life. It's, it's, it's all good and that's what I hope people find out. I just want them to find their happy place. Mm -hmm. I think the word that comes to mind to me is freedom. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I don't, I don't feel constrained by anything. I don't feel like I'm exactly like I'm, I'm free to do whatever I want and that's that's great and I'm free to eat whatever I want and I'm free to do whatever exercise I want you know it's, it's... who cares what people say <laughs> yeah just do you yeah so can you tell us all of your social media so we can follow you uh yes yeah, so um on twitter instagram I'm at uh, no, on twitter instagram and snapchat I'm at Curvy Living, so that's my main handle, Curvy Living. And uh, my website is www.abbyerussell.com, but I think I'm going to be updating that soon. So. <laughs> okay, I didn't know you were on Snapchat. I'm going to start following. Yeah. <laughs> I've only just recently got on there, and I'm getting a bit addicted to it now. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is good. It's, I think they're saying Instagram and Snapchat are the two big ones right now. So. Definitely. <laughs> so, you know, I really appreciate your time today, and I uh, just want to say big Thank you very much. Yeah, thank you for getting in contact with me. It was really good. If you like this episode, don't forget to subscribe and leave Nicola a review on iTunes. You can also check out the show notes and get other free content on her website, fustalfit.co.uk. If you'd like to contact Nicola, email nicola at fustalfit.co.uk.